I am so excited to tell you that the Academy doors are now open. So if you want to become an Unbreakable Mindset Life Coach, then this is definitely your time. We have put some crazy discounts on the enrollment prices to make this so easy for you to step into this transformational career. Please just DM me the word coach on Instagram, coaching, and I will send you the link. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I hope you're all having a great start of the week. It's a bit of a funny one, isn't it, with being half-term. You're either juggling things or preparing for things or you've got people off at work um, or it's just easier to get into work because the roads are quiet. So for us this week, um, Toby the dog was meant to have his operation on Monday. It's like a knee operation. I won't go into detail because it's pretty disgusting. And the vet rang in sick. <laughs> I found out on Sunday, so I feel like Toby might have manifested that. I am off one day this week, um, looking after the little one with him being on half term. And then there's various other people helping us out this week for the school holidays. And then my daughter is on her ski trip. So quite a nice week. The office is really quiet today. Um, I think it's just me in the building, which is lovely. What I wanted to talk to you about today was was triggered by two things. I wanted to share with you, one, how people actually manage to achieve their goals or desi- desires or dreams. But it kind of triggered me back to when I left the office yesterday. I was in, it was Sunday yesterday. And on the way home, I stopped off at one of the big supermarkets on the way and I grabbed some baits and I was going to make some lovely, like there's this new recipe I found for this like, oh, like crunchy, it's the best. It's like crunchy chicken and you coat it in um, like crushed up cornflakes and parmesan and um, it's got some other like um, seasoning in, it's like got um, paprika and garlic granules and anyway it's amazing and then you kind of like drizzle it in this little honey sauce at the end um not why I was telling you that but it, that was the reason why I went to the big supermarket on the way home was to get the ingredients and as I was leaving with my little bag of shopping and heading back to the car it's a supermarket that I don't go to often um but I used to when I lived in a, in a different place a few years ago and it kind of sparked a memory back of, as I was leaving, I was feeling really grateful that I could pay for the groceries. I know that sounds strange, but there was a time when going into, into the local Tesco's, I was quite limited with what I could buy because I was paying a really big mortgage on my own. And there was no spare money to go around. And God love my mum. I've probably talked about this actually early on in an episode that she would put like a few 
pounds in my account every so often just to help us out and it was it was tough being a single parent and paying on and having this really big mortgage to pay before we sold the house and it didn't feel like there was any end in sight and it was a tough I want to say six months I think it was um obviously I managed to move we we sold the house and I managed to move out and then kind of started from scratch because I had to rent again before I could get um the deposit together to get a, a mortgage so it felt like I used to drive past houses on the way to work and think god like I'm never gonna live there and I was really negative like I was really down on myself and it's funny because one of the, you know, part of the drive is, is now where I live. And, you know, I, I live in even a nicer house than the ones that I didn't think I would live in. And just having that perspective to be able to look at back over and go, do you know what? It was tough, but I got through it. I'm out the other side. And obviously the circumstances absolutely that add up to that. Of course there is. But I also had to have goals and dreams and things that I wanted to achieve to be able to get out of those circumstances. Because actually, you know, I probably, if I hadn't have had those goals and desires, I might have been in a worse off situation because where I used to work doesn't exist anymore. Um, The company doesn't exist. And even the job that I used to do in retail doesn't really exist anymore because companies aren't willing to put that type of money into to pay for the job that I used to do because a lot of shopping's online now and the whole retail's, you know, the the, the landscape of retail has changed so much that my job was few and far between. So I would have had to pivot anyway. And it just so happens that actually the thing that I was wanting to do was coaching full-time. Now, the journey to coaching full-time and earning good money was not overnight and that moment when I came out of the supermarket I was thinking to myself like there was a lovely warm feeling inside to go wow look look how far you've come and as I walked to my car my dream car and and feeling so like god this sounds stupid doesn't it and no it doesn't it doesn't sound stupid I was proud of myself I was really really proud of myself But that's not to say that it was overnight and it's not to say that it was easy, but I was thinking, okay, so how, how could I define what supports you to achieve a goal? How can I make it quicker for someone else? What are the, what's the things that are needed? So that is, I guess, the the nutshell of what I wanted to share with you today. I think when we feel like our goal isn't happening or our dreams aren't coming true it sets us back to our limiting beliefs of it's not possible for me this will never happen whatever story you are telling yourself about why you're not good enough to achieve it will kick in at those moments and those moments are pivotal because you'll either give up Or you'll be so determined that that you don't want that to be your story that you'll continue on. So there's one thing. One thing that could absolutely derail you is your thoughts. Okay, but I saw this beautiful quote and it said, thoughts don't define you, but your actions will. My God, how true is that? 
you can allow those thoughts to fester and they can be there and you can acknowledge that they have come up. But if you give up, then that's on you. That They were your actions to stop. But if you continue because you're so determined, that will be what will define the outcome. It's the actions that you take in spite of the thoughts. So how do I break that down even further? Because it's not just about taking action. There's other things that need to be in place for you to achieve those goals and dreams. Right, number one, identify what limiting beliefs you already have. So write them down. If I give you some examples, and this is what tends to come up um, for people who are wanting to become a life coach. In my academy, and the thoughts, the limiting beliefs that come up are, why would anyone want me to coach them? Or I've not done the work on myself. So let's reframe those, okay? So for each limiting belief that you write down for your goal, I want you to think of the the reframe in that. And when you're reframing something, you are setting it in the positive so it works towards the end goal. So for example, the one that says, why would anyone want me to coach them? You have to then ask yourself, what makes a good coach that somebody would want to work with them? So then you would write down what are the traits of somebody who is a great coach? And then you figure out which ones you have and which ones are now your development areas. They're not stop gaps, they're just development areas of the thing that you need to work on because do you know what? You've never been a coach before, so the likelihood of you having ticked all the boxes of having all the traits and all the strengths would not be possible because you've never done it before and you'll have to build on those and it's like anything, you know, like any job that you go into, you're not going to be very good first because you're going to have to build that skill set and that's essentially what you're doing. You're trying to break down what that looks like in the positive. So why would anyone want me to coach them? Then you flip it around and go, okay, so what do I need to be an amazing coach that people would want to work with? You break that down. They are now your development areas. The next one, I've not done the work on myself. Figure out how to do the work on yourself. What work do you need to do on yourself so that you can stand in your power as a coach? What we offer in the academy which is something that I'm very passionate about, is that you have to do the work while you're working through the content, like every piece of work that you would be doing on a client, you're doing on yourself as part of the study material. And that is how you do the work on yourself. So it's already built in. Now, if that is something that isn't built into your goal, because you don't want to be a life coach and it's not something that is your goal, then what are the opportunities? Where are the possibilities? And how can you get that training? The next thing, the reason, but the number two is the reason why people don't achieve their goals is they don't have a clear plan. You have to break it down. Now, if you were, you can do this two ways. Right? And this is something that we teach in coaching. You can start off with the steps to the goal or you can work backwards. 
So if, if I give you an example of that, my little steps towards the big goal was, do you know what, if I can just get one client a month. And that felt easier for me to be able to do it in bite-sized steps. But the other way you can do it is, if I want to earn 10k months, that can be my end goal. And what do I need to work back over to that? So therefore I could work out how much do I charge, what do I need? Um, how many clients would that be? How do I get clients? What do I need to get clients? What studying do I need? And you kind of work the stages back over. So you start off small again. So so that, there's two ways to do it. You can start off working forward as to what's the next step. And you just build in each step as you go along. Or you can work back over but either way, you need those baby steps, whichever way you do it. Because if you try to achieve the big goal first, you've not built in the systems systems and processes you need to get there. So I hope that makes sense. The next bit, and this is really, really key with any goal or desire, it's the ability to problem solve. There are going to be things that come up. And there are going to be hurdles that you have to overcome that you did not know you were going to have to do. So say, for example, I'm trying to think of a really random example that doesn't involve coaching so I can make it more relevant to to other people that are listening. Say if you wanted to become a dog groomer and you work in the stages towards it and then all of a sudden you come to a dog that is maybe aggressive or doesn't want you to touch their feet and you've got to clip their nails. You've got to then problem solve. And you have to start looking for answers that are going to support you to get over that hurdle because if you want to have your own business as a drug dog groomer, you can't be turning clients just because the dog is struggling to allow you to clip their nails or that it is aggressive. So how would you do that? How would you problem solve that? So if we're looking at this now together and I'm, you know, I know very little about dog grooming and the only reason it came into my head is because one of my clients was, um, was on this journey to become a dog groomer. (laughs) So obviously you would be getting training. So you can use that training to ask those questions or if you are in you're working on the job, you ask to shadow somebody who you know is good at the thing that you're not good at. And you see that instead of a block as a development area, it's something you need to learn or it's going to be a block every time. And my God, is that relevant for every goal and desire? So figure out where the development areas are along the way and keep problem solving. Now, the other reason people fail to even start is because they feel like they don't have the motivation to get started. Now, motivation isn't something that you can automatically get at the start of a goal. It might come with momentum. It might come once you start, the motivation comes because you go, oh my God, actually, I love this. And I'll give you an example of this, actually. A friend of mine wanted to do yoga for a long time and she messaged me the other day and it was I think something that she 
thought, oh, you know, I can't do that. Everyone else there will be really flexible. And there were so many limiting beliefs coming up as to why she'd never actually tried yoga. And, the, you know, she'd had friends saying, um, you. I think it was actually a... Um, a physio had said, you know, you really should try it. It would help for mindfulness, but it would also help with your um, your core and your, your back problems. Um, I'm guessing all of this, there was bits that she told me and I'm adding in from, from the messages that I got through this last week. So she, she'd booked it and she was really nervous. And her fear was, again, those things of like, you know, what happens if I go there and I don't know what I'm doing? What happens if everyone else is really flexible and I'm like the only person in the class that can't do? And there was all these limited beliefs. So there wasn't really much motivation there. It was just like, do you know what? I have to face the fear and do it. Now that she had the first class, and bear in mind, she was really mindful about even where she chose to go. She chose somewhere where the aesthetics of the place was really nice. So she'd like reviewed every you know yoga class near her and I think she was driving further than you know the closest yoga class to get a really nice one and it did look beautiful by the way she sent me a picture it looked so peaceful and meditative is that a word and yeah it looked amazing so she kind of done her research and then once she'd done the first class then motivation came because she was like oh my god actually I loved it and she went the next day so can you see how motivation might not be there at the start and it might be that actually you start off with loads of momentum uh, sorry motivation and actually the momentum goes because there's problems to be solved if that then kicks in you've got to look for what is What's the thing that's pulling me to do it? And it might be that you need to attach your motivation and your energy to something past your current hurdle. So it might be that um, your fear of study and the study part of whatever you're doing is causing you to feel drained by it. But actually, the bit at the end of this is the thing that you're working towards and the study's just something you have to do in the in-between bit. So go past the, the the pain point and get to the bit. It's like, I'm sure I've said that scenario when, when I've talked about dating in the past. Like some people hate the dating scenario, but you have to go through that to get to the amazing bit of, do you know what? You've got someone to come home to and you've got someone to share memories with. And the dating bit's just that struggle. So yeah, so so think about what what would bring you or give you momentum and what is going to be the motivation to keep you going because it may not be there at the start sometimes at the start of the goal one of our fears is is that we don't know enough you know like imposter syndrome like we feel when I we're not good enough because we don't know the industry or we don't know the job role then figure out you know with imposter syndrome I always talk about breaking it down and actually imposter syndrome is quite easy and simplified when you go right well imposter syndrome is not feeling good enough so break that down and look at what areas do you not feel good enough in and then they become your development areas so think about with whatever goal what do you not know and write that down and then that's part of your study work your development work your training, whatever that may be, that's the bit that you now need to focus on to get better at. And it could be something really simple, like if we break this even 
down further, if your goal was to be able to um, run a meeting at work and you have a fear around it because you feel like you're not good enough to do that or you wouldn't know how to, before you even put yourself forward for hosting those meetings, you should be watching everyone in that room and look who's really good at it and who's maybe not so good and why and what engages people and what makes people listen and how can you do that in a really formulated way when you are then hosting that meeting you'll see that as I'm talking there's a common theme that runs through every single problem versus every single result and it's about taking the emotion out of it because the emotions are the things that keep us stuck but actually when we look at the facts we can break it down and then we've got bits that we can work on that then become palatable that then become doable And finally, the last thing to really support you to achieve any goal and desire, it's putting time aside, making time in your day or week to actually work towards what you want to achieve. It's not going to happen on its own. And you can sit there and feel sad and sorry for yourself that you, your situation hasn't changed, or you could do something about it and you add the time in. And most people will have a story about that as to, I don't have enough time in my day, I'm already stretched, I'm already tired. But you've got to remember that when you are doing something that is working towards a goal or a desire, even when it's hard, it still feels good. It's like going to the gym on a night time, you know, feels hard and you're tired when you're doing it. But God, do you feel good afterwards? And there's those things that you'll be doing every day. Like every time you work a little bit towards your goal, you will feel better for it. And you will give yourself energy. You'll increase, oh my God, you'll increase your your vibrational energy as well. Like I'm at the point now and I haven't included manifestation in any of this, but where my manifestations are quite effortless, like, It doesn't really take much effort because I am always in that high vibrational state because I'm at that, I'm in positive energy, I am motivated, I am consistently, and that's the key, working towards one of my goals or one of my desires. And that keeps me in that positive state all the time which is amazing it's like it's like a double whammy isn't it it's like that that cherry on top of the cake that when you do something positive for yourself you can't help but to feel good when you feel good you then invite more of that in isn't that amazing (laughs) like as much as I've been talking in this episode about the struggle and the the almost giving yourself a kick up the bum once you start You are just bringing more good stuff in. So think about where are you right now? What are you actively doing towards those goals and desires? What have you done in the past? Where have you, I don't want to say failed, but when did you stop working towards them? 
And what was it that came up that you know might come up again this time that you're going to have to overcome once and for all and it's going to be your new development area and it's going to be the thing that you're going to work on. You know, one of the key things that I do every day that massively, massively helps me is whatever's on my to-do list that day, the ugly thing, the tough thing is the thing that I'll do first. So today was this podcast because I didn't know really what I was going to talk about and sometimes that bit is is the is the bit that I have to sit and think on for, for, for a little bit. And other times I can sit down and it flows really easily and actually it's the thing that I do first because I need to get it out of the way because it's in my head and I want to get it out. And other times like yesterday there was loads of ugly things on my list that I just needed to get done because I had clients all day yesterday so that time in the morning before so I get into the office at half seven and my clients start from about nine o'clock so that hour and a half is really precious to get the ugly stuff out of the way that I might need to do because do you know what if I don't and then I don't have time at the end of the day do you know how much harder that is to do the day after? It's so much harder. So you've got to really just have a reset and go, right, what are the things that I am procrastinating over? What feels hard at the minute that I could make easy? What are my development areas? What is the story that I'm telling myself that keeps sabotaging the outcomes? And I want to go back to that quote and leave it on this, that your thoughts won't define you, but your actions will. So you've got to take actions over the thoughts and eventually your thoughts will start to kick in and you will start to believe that it's possible. But you might not have that belief at the start. Have an amazing week, everyone. I hope this landed exactly where it needed to for you. And if it did, drop me a message. I'm always available on DMs, on Instagram. And I'd love to hear your story and what you took from this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedaunt.com coaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes.